0: Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. And I'm going to head over to Psalms 23 and preach 2021 20, to you. How many are familiar with Psalms 23? Okay. We're just going to pause and take a little break here from the just a one. Sunday break from the series that we're in right now, and, uh, and just uh, preach a little bit about our Good Shepherd. How many are thankful for the Good Shepherd? Amen? We know in John, uh, actually chapter 10, verse 11 through 18, and I'm not going to turn there, but you can later, that Jesus calls himself the Good Shepherd. Notice he doesn't call himself the Bad Shepherd. <laughs> okay? He's the Good Shepherd. And in praying about uh, this year and what's next in this year, as far as 2021 is concerned, um, I really felt like Psalm 23 was for us. Now, I don't know what other people are doing, and I'm, I haven't looked, so usually the Lord's saying similar things. I've, I've heard some inkling of things like this, but not, none of us are, uh, uh, um, you know, there's not just one word that God assigns to something and you can't go anywhere else, you know what I mean? How many know there's lots of words that that the Lord can speak to you from his word and then directly by the Holy Spirit to you? And so um, there is uh, this word for us for this year, and I felt like, man, let's go through this thing. Let's look at it again, and let's hear what the Holy Spirit has to say to us. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this psalm, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're our teacher. You lead us and guide us into all truth. I thank you for the utterance that's available, Lord, in this passage. Father, I thank you for the utterance that's available uh, with boldness to speak your word. And we know, Lord, as we do, that you are faithful to watch over your word and perform it. Lord, we're not those that only believe that you're God alone. We're, We're those that believe you're God, that you spoke your word, and that you're still performing your word today, just like you always have. Lord, we are those who believe you've given us a word, and not only that, that it's your desire to operate that word in our lives, and that you have more than enough power, no matter the circumstance, to peel out and carve out a way through for us, and we thank you for that. We bless your name for that. So we receive this word, Lord, and we'll declare this word as we walk through this year in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Okay, Psalms 23 verse 1 says this. The Lord is my what? Shepherd. I shall not want. Boy, that's a good way to start, right there, straight off. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. In the Amplified, it says this: "The Lord is my shepherd; to feed, guide, and shield me, I shall not lack." How many of you like that word? I shall not lack. This word Lord here in the Hebrew is Jehovah, which means the self-existent or eternal one, the existing one. The word shepherd means a herdsman. It means what you think of as a shepherd, one who watches over and cares for a flock. So we have the self-existent, the the eternal one, uh, shepherding us or watching over us. Amen. Aren't you glad you didn't have to carve out your God? You say, why do you got to go there? Because idol worship is all around us in America. It's all around us. Now, it's getting to the point, you know, because we're so open-minded, our brains have fallen out at times. It's getting to the point where people and the enemy, and this is, how, this, is how, this is how humanity goes when they don't yield to God every single time. They'll follow the devil. They'll claim they're independent. But they'll go the way of sin. They'll go the way of the enemy. How many have noticed that? It happens, if you look through history, what you'll see is, you'll see two forces moving in the earth constantly, the spirit of Antichrist and the spirit of God, or the spirit of Christ, amen? And those who yield to the spirit of Christ come out victorious, and those who don't, don't, amen? And that's how it works. So we have the self-existent one, the one who uh, didn't need to be created, watching over us, caring for us for 2021. Now, I know this verse extends beyond that, of course. But for 2021 specifically, I have the shepherd with me, and he's the good shepherd. All right? So he says this. He goes on to say this. This word in the Hebrew, shepherd, carries the idea of is shepherding me. Okay? So let me read it, uh, verse 1 again in the New King James with that in there. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is shepherding me, I shall not want. Amen? I shall not want. How many think you can hang on that passage? That's a safe passage. You'll you'll be okay. So what we see here is that as the children of God, um, and our God is the self-existent and eternal one, 2021 is not going to be a huge deal for us because of who's gone before us. And who's shepherding us, who's keeping us, who's watching over us, who's protecting us. Amen? Warren Wiersbe said this. He said, Eastern shepherds guarded their sheep. They led them. They provided food and water for them. They took care of them when they were weary, bruised, cut, or sick. They rescued them when they strayed. They knew their names. They assisted in delivering the lambs. So, if you're pregnant, you're in good hands. And in every way, simply loved them. That's what an Eastern shepherd did. Do you know shepherds, um, Eastern shepherds, and sheep in general? Sheep, you, you, they don't herd them like cattle, they lead them. Amen? And they actually, Eastern shepherds did. They, their sheep, knew, they knew their sheep's names, they named them. You know, Fluffy and. Wooly and that's the two we had, so growing up. You got to watch sheep too, because them things think they have horns sometimes. It would butt the, remember those sheep, mom? They were smart. They ate, they tried to eat the male. (laughs) You know, when the Lord picked sheep to describe us, you could be insulted. But you know, and compared to God, you know, we're Ned in the first reader. You know what I mean? It's just like we're not that, he's much further along than we are. You know, sheep actually don't have good vision either, they don't see well. That's why we need a lead, and the Lord is our lead. Thankfully, he's a good shepherd. Amen. So the Lord is, and what I gathered from this in in reading some of the commentaries, the Lord is shepherding us in every way and area of our lives. So the shepherd cares for the sheep. So he carries, you need to think in a broader sense here, and then bring it back down and narrow it into a more individual thing. He's shepherding us in our marriage. He's shepherding us in how we raise our kids. He's shepherding us in. If you're beyond raising kids in your later years, your you know salt and pepper years. Some more salt than pepper, but anyway, he's he's leading us along and helping us in everything that we do. He, it's it, there's help available twenty four seven if we're listening. Amen. In all of our relationships, in everything that we do, he's faithful to watch over us. I love this next part. I shall not want. And this reveals a name of God. And the name of God is Jehovah-Jireh. Jehovah-Jireh, Genesis chapter 22, verse 14. Another definition of Jehovah-Jireh is this. The Lord will see to it. I love this. (laughs) The Lord will see to it. So, what does that mean? That means for 2021, the Lord saw to it. In every area of your life, the Lord saw to it. Now, we have a responsibility to play ball. Do you understand what I mean by that? God's got the bats, He's got the balls, He's got the field, He's got all the equipment necessary. He's a wonderful coach, but you how many know you got to get on the field? You got to swing you got to run and, and, and catch a fly ball. You've got you to participate in obedience to his word. And so if you hear, yeah, Jehovah Jireh, I'm just going to sit on the couch, and Lord, you're going to provide for me. No, 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 that's not the word. The Lord will see to it. He'll see to what? That as I move forward and continue to grow spiritually, as I acknowledge the areas in my life where I need to change, as he reveals to me in his correction, in his discipline to me, about where I need to grow, what I need to change my thinking on, how I need to change the way I'm doing things, I participate with him in faith and go, yes, Lord, I agree with you. Now I'm going to make an adjustment in that area, and the Lord says, I am Jehovah Jireh. I will see to it that you have the ability to do that what, you're, what I've asked you to do. What I've created you to do. Amen. And so he is the Lord who what? He sees to it. He's Jehovah Jireh. You shall not want. Genesis 22, verse 11. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am, verse 12. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or Do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. There's a whole message right there, but I'm not going to stop on it. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Verse 13, then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place, The Lord Will Provide. As it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. It shall be provided. Now another thought here is. Jehovah Jireh is the God who sees ahead and provides, right? So what took place as Abraham was in in his obedience to bring Isaac to sacrifice uh, on the mount? What, What took place when he started to obey? There was a ram that went wandering. About the time that Abraham went to obey. So sometimes people say. Well, the Lord's not provided for me. Well, are you at where the Lord told you to be at? Because if you're where you're supposed to be, the ram will be there. Amen? And that's how that works. That's how uh, God provides for us, because he sees ahead. But he doesn't see ahead and go, do whatever you want, I'll be there. Now, let let me say this with this. I'm not saying he abandons you. But you're just, you just need to make some adjustments to be where you're supposed to be. And if you'll listen, the Lord will say, look over there. And there'll be a ram with his horns caught in a bush. You know, that ram was probably sitting there going, I've never been caught in a bush before. Why can't I get out of this bush? This bush is strong. Where you're supposed to be, amen? Amen. Say, when I am where I'm supposed to be, I'm provided for. Amen. Verse 2. Love this. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. In the Amplified, it says, he makes me lie down in fresh, tender, green pastures. He leads me beside the still and restful waters. Here we see God is revealed in the still waters as Jehovah Shalom. The Lord, our what? Peace. Judges 6 verse 22 says this. Now Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. So Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Then the Lord said to him, Peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, the Lord is peace. To this day, it is still in Ophrah of uh, those people. Anybody else do that? There was a couple of guys and they were together. (laughs) You look at their names and go, why couldn't they be Bob or something like that? You know? Sheep primarily need food, grass, water, and rest. And a shepherd who knows where to lead them. That's what they need. That's what we need. Amen? When God's people follow their shepherd, they have all they need and will not lack the necessities. We know this from Psalm 37, 25, which we looked at. Matthew 6, 33. And Philippians 4, 19. What? The Lord meets what? All of our need. According to what? His riches in glory. In other words, according to Jehovah Jireh. Amen? Sheep will not lie down when they are hungry. Isn't that interesting? Nor will they drink from fast-flowing streams. Watch this. I thought this, this spoke a lot to me. Sometimes the shepherd will temporarily dam up a stream so the sheep can quench their thirst. So in other words, if it's coming too fast, the Lord will get in there and go slow it down so they can drink. I like that. You know what I mean? I mean, think about this. The Scripture says that uh, Peter and John, I think it was Peter and John, but I know Peter was one of them, but they were standing before the religious leaders, and they said they they knew that they were ignorant and unlearned men. How'd you like that written about you in the Bible? (laughs) They knew they were ignorant and unlearned men, but they could tell they had been with Jesus. In other words, Jesus did what for them? He slowed down the flow of the water so that they could represent him and and it be recognized. Because they were ignorant and unlearned men. They were fishermen. They were, you know, they were, they were not the high level educated. And so what does the Lord do? He comes in and he slows it down for me so I can understand it. And then he, it makes, we, we are sustained. But what comes into us, then we can dispense. Amen. And so I love that about this. He, 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 the shepherd will temporarily dam up a stream so the sheep can quench their thirst. All right, let's move on to verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. The Amplified says this. He refreshes and restores my life. He leads me in the paths of righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with him. Not for my earning it, but for his namesake. So what do we see? There are actually a couple of names of God revealed here. The first is in restores my soul, which is Jehovah Rapha. The Lord who what? Heals. Restores means to return to the starting point, to recover, to refresh, and to relieve. The soul, as defined by Strong's, is a breathing creature. How many qualify this morning? <laughs> so you are, there, you are a candidate for restoration, for Jehovah Rapha to work in your life, if you're breathing. Amen? So he restores our soul. Jehovah Rapha, Exodus, chapter 15, verse number 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days into the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made what? Sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them. And he said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who, what? Heals you. So who is the Lord? He's the Lord who heals me. He's the Lord who heals you, right? He's Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Verse 27 says, Then they came to Elam, where they were, where there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. Come on. So they camped there by the waters. How many know this? Sometimes you'll go through something as the Lord's leading you, and it'll it'll be the Lord will supernaturally provide, He'll test you in that thing. He'll supernaturally provide for you, and then he'll move you to a place where there's just supply all around you. Did you know that? He wants to see what you're going to do in the midst of what looks like scarcity to see where your heart is. He'll test your faith. People don't like this. They hear this, they go, oh, no, 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 God would never do that. Yes, he will. He absolutely will. How many that have been saved for more than a day and a half have experienced it? All right? He will. And if depending on whether or not you pass the test, you may just wander a little bit longer. Amen? That's true. Amen or oh me, one or the other. But if you'll stick with him, you'll probably find a place with 12 wells and 70 palm trees. (laughs) They didn't even get to stay there, and that's pretty nice. The second name that is revealed here in verse 3 is Jehovah Sidkenu. The Lord our what? Righteousness. Jeremiah 33 verse 16 says this. In those days Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will dwell safely. And this is the name by which she will be called. The Lord our righteousness. Second Corinthians 5 21 says. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That we might become what? The righteousness of God in him. Right? In him. So he, that comes directly out of what? He leads us in paths of righteousness, right? So Jehovah Sidkenu. All right, Psalm 23, verse 4 says this, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear all the evil I possibly can. <laughs> Some Christians practice this verse in reverse. I talk to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? How many have experienced that? It's like you feel fear tangible. But in the midst of that, you can stand up and go, no, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord's with me. You can feel like the enemy is winning the battle, and in the midst of that, you can stand up and go, we already won. Devil, you don't know it yet, but it's already over. Just stick around. You're going to see it soon. Amen? Amen. He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The Amplified says, yes, though I walk through the deep sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil. So not only no fear, no dread. Dread is that little thing that haunts you about what could happen. And you need to stand up to dread and go, get out of here in the name of Jesus. I've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Herb was sharing this morning in leadership how he was, uh, had a flat tire when he was driving. He was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. You know how many, you know you can do that in Montana? You can get there quick, the middle of nowhere. But he, he made the statement. He said, I'm so glad, while well, he was out there. I'm so glad the Lord's out here with me. <laughs> Come on. Billy Brim said it. Somebody said to her, oh, you're going somewhere alone. She said, I'm never alone. Come on, that's faith now. That's respectable. That's something I can latch on to in my life and apply to my life. I'm never alone. Not only is the Lord with me, but my angels are with me. And if you saw them, you'd be intimidated. Right? <laughs> yours too. Your angels too. All right. Mine are probably, you know, tougher than yours. But they... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, maybe we'll have angel wrestling matches in heaven, I don't know. All right, it he, he goes on to say this in the Amplified, it says, For you are with me, your rod to protect and your staff to guide. Hallelujah. So what do we see? That in the shadow of death, we don't have to fear any evil. And I just quoted 2 Timothy 1.7. But in the Amplified, it says this, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love, of calm and well-balanced mind, and discipline and self-control. The name of God that is revealed here is Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. Ezekiel chapter 48 verse 35 says this. All the way around shall be 18,000 cubits. And the name of the city from that day shall be the Lord is there. Hebrews 13.5 says let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say. Now, are we supposed to say this in a timid way? We're to boldly say what? The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? What can man do to me? I will not fear. He's my helper. This is the central verse of this psalm. And the personal pronoun changes from he to you. David is not speaking about the shepherd, but speaking of the, to the shepherd. In the dark valley, he is not before us, but beside us, leading the way, calming our fears. The veil of deep darkness represents any difficult experience of life that makes us afraid, and that includes death. Sheep lack good vision and are easily frightened in new circumstances, especially where it's dark, and the presence of the shepherd calms them. The rod was a heavy, and I don't even know how to say this word, I think it's cudgel, C-U-D-G-E-L which is a thick stick used to bludgeoning, used for bludgeoning something, with which the shepherd could stun or kill an attacking beast. And the staff was the shepherd's crook, which he used to assist the individual sheep. At evening, he would have the sheep pass under the crook one by one, so he could count them and examine them. It gave the flock peace, knowing that the shepherd was there and was equipped for any emergency. He is what? The shepherd. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus is not a hireling who runs away at the sight of danger. He is a true shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. God's sheep have, a, have peace with God and may enjoy the peace of God as they trust him. Through life, as we follow the shepherd, we will have many and varied experiences, some of which will be very trying, but none of them can take the Lord by surprise. Woo, I'm thankful for that we may trust and have peace. The closer we are to our shepherd, the safer we are and the more his peace will fill our hearts. Verse verse 5 in Psalm 23 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup does what? Runs over. In the Amplified, it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My brimming cup runs over. So, Here we see that the Lord is with us in the presence of our enemies. The name revealed here is Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our banner. In Exodus chapter 17, verse 13, it says this. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial and in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua, that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called its name, The Lord is My Banner. For he said, Because the Lord has sworn, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. The second name that is revealed here is Jehovah M. Kadesh the lord who what sanctifies Leviticus chapter 20 verse 7 says this consecrate yourself therefore and be holy for i am the lord your god verse 8 says and you shall keep my commandments and perform them i am the lord who sanctifies you now in the new testament 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 says this, Now may the God of, of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. This reminds me of the study we are doing in Philippians. We saw in the first chapter that God increases us in the midst of trouble or in the presence of our enemies. Paul, while under house arrest, leads his prison guards to the Lord, teaches the church at Philippi, deals with jealous preachers, and is able to receive revelation concerning his own life and ministry. There is enough grace available in Christ to never succumb to the pressures of this life. As children of God living in the will of God for our lives, we are under a flag, a banner that is flying in the Spirit over us, declaring the Lord is with us and has sanctified us. Therefore, we have a full table of provision, full supply of anointing, and an overflowing, saturated, wealthy cup. Christ in us, the hope of glory. In other words, if you could see in the spirit, you would see the banner over you is the God, is, God is here. His banner over us, you know, that song, his banner over us is what? Love, right? But what is love? Jesus. In other words, he's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He has a banner over us. Finally, Psalms 23, verse 6. Surely goodness and what? Mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord for ever. In the Amplified, it says, Surely or only goodness, mercy, and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And through the length of my days, the house of the Lord and his presence shall be my dwelling place. The word goodness means welfare, prosperity, and benefits. Mercy means kindness and favor. From the first part of this verse, we see that all the days of our lives are covered under the banner of the Lord with goodness, mercy, and unfailing love. From here, we see that our eternity is covered as well. We will dwell in the house of the Lord how long? Forever. My eternity is secure, but my present is supplied for. Amen? So what do we see here from this passage We see that we that the Lord our good shepherd has 2021 covered. Let's purpose to do this year what Paul declared in the Spirit or by the Spirit of God in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I what? Press on, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, I forget, 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 forget 2020. It is behind. Forget it. I mean, you need to learn to forget better about your past mistakes. Stop Stop letting the devil play your records. Yeah, break the record. But don't break the record player, because there are good things to play. You just need to change the album. Don't let him talk to you about your past. When he brings up your past, you bring up his future. I love what Jesse Duplantis says. When the devil starts bringing up my past, I just say, pit, pit, pit. You're going to have a pit for eternity. (laughs) Right? It's okay not to count yourself as apprehended. It's not okay to live in the past. You forget those things which are behind. And reach forward. To those things. Which are ahead. I press Paul says. Toward the goal. For the prize. Of the upward call of God. In Christ Jesus. I press. I reach. I strive. What does that mean? Lord everything that you've placed within me. I want it to come forth. I want. We talked about this, I don't know if it was this last year or the year before, but we talked about the importance of being pruned by the Lord, and because what happens, even when he takes out good growth, of course he takes out dead growth, you want, you know, the dead things that aren't producing it. you want those things gone, but even when he trims good things, things that, you know, you think, man, there's something producing here, he does it on purpose so that the nutrients from that small thing can go back into the vine, the trunk, and then go out and create what? Stronger limbs. Why? So that those limbs can be weighted down with greater fruit. How many of you know it stings when something's cut off you? <laughs> Even, especially if it's alive. Now, if it's dead, that's one thing. You're like, that's dead anyway. I didn't want that anyway. You're taking it out to the trash. But if it's alive and it gets cut, what's in there? Nerves. And it hurts, but it's good. Amen. Why? Because you get that out, and then all of a sudden, three, six, four—you know—years uh, later down the road, you go, "Oh, I'm stronger than I've ever been." Look at the fruit in this area that God has been able to do because I allowed Him to deal with me here, so I can go there. Amen. And you allow those things to be cut out of you. You cry through them. You pray through them. You allow God. You, you may be, well, God, I don't want, I want to do this. Don't and He goes, no, child, don't make me put you in time out. <laughs> How many know He will put you in time out? And maybe I'm being too nice. You know, I, yeah. In other words, he may have you wander around the mountain. And it's not because it was His will. So don't blame God. I'm not going to blame God for my immaturity. It's not going to happen. He's my solution, not my problem. How about you? Amen? So, so I love this about the Lord, and I've learned this about Him. Even if it's, it feels terrible to me, or if I've done something that I shouldn't, even in that, I go right to him. You know why? Because I'd rather, you know, I, I'm, I'm very this way. I'd just rather take step up to the whipping post and take it like a man or a woman, depending on your situation. <laughs> okay? In other words, how many know the Lord is gracious and good, and he's not looking necessarily for perfection. He's looking for honesty. And how many have done this? the Lord starts to talk to you about something, and you go, no, 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 you can't touch that. And the Lord's a gentleman. He'll just let it, okay. But you'll harvest. You'll harvest in it. And it wasn't the Lord just going, ha, ha, you know. It's just, you reap what you sow. Amen? So this year, let's take this psalm, and every once in a while, why don't you just go over it? And then just declare it. Read it in different translations. See, see what God's saying. See what he's saying to you and then declare it. Speak it. People say, what does that mean? What do I, what do, I do with that? Take, the, take those passages and go, Lord, you're my shepherd. I shall not want. Brother Hagin used to say to us, he'd say, get up in the morning and he'd quote it. You're my shepherd, Lord. I will not want for strength today. I will not want for peace today. I will not want for wisdom today. Whatever I'm walking through, Lord, you're the one who goes ahead of me and has gone ahead of me and provided already. So you're going to show me what I need to know for every situation. You're providing for me, Lord, I rest in you. I got still waters in you. Lord, if I'm not getting it, you'll go ahead and dam up the stream a little bit just so I can you slow it down for me so I can, I can absorb and get all the water I need, all the hydration I need. Lord, you're going to go ahead and lead me right into green pastures. And I'm going to get so full, I'm just going to go ahead and lay down. And I'm going to rest right there and trust in your provision. You're, you're in the midst of my enemies. You're with me. You've already set up a table for me, Lord. So I don't even, I'm not going to even listen to the devil talking to me about I'm not going to have enough. Because the table's already here. And you're my good shepherd. And I shall not want. Do you see that? You rehearse it, you look at it, you think about it, you pray about it, you meditate it, you declare it, you write it on cards and put it in your car. You, you tack it to your mirror. I don't care what you have to do. You put it in front of If you love the news, you need to turn the news off and get a big sheet of paper and just put it right over your 72-inch TV <laughs> and just write on there in big marker, the Lord is my shepherd. 2021 is God's in my life. It is not the devil's. It is not a dark winner. To hell with the dark winner in the name of Jesus Christ. People say, can you say that? Yeah, I just did. We don't have a time lapse, so they didn't mute me on that one. There's no beep, you know, in the middle of the... In other words, I'm just declaring what the Word says. The Scripture says that the enemy will be cast into, yeah, to hell, right? That's where he's headed. The things of the enemy have a home, and it's not in the covenant child of God. Its home is hell. Amen? Why don't you stand? You guys do realize that the spirit of Antichrist is trying, trying to get us to think and speak in a certain way. And we must resist it. The other day I was praying about some things. And in my prayer... As I was praying, the Lord was showing me. And I was uh, dealing with some, you know, spiritual things, some things that, have ha- had it ha- that had happened, and I'm praying. And as I'm praying, I can see the Lord showing me, it's not what's in front of you, Sean. It's what's behind it. And so I could see the, the, the being behind. Does that make sense? See, my battle is not against flesh and blood. And neither is yours, right? It's against what? Principalities, powers. In other words, recognize there's something behind that's working. Something behind. Don't get so wrapped up in the flesh, and the natural, that you fight as one who beats the air. You're missing, 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 missing. And the enemy gets you into the natural and into the flesh, and you never get... You never break free. A lot of times people will go, well, Lord, why didn't you do this? The Lord's doing his part. It's me that's not. Amen? Oh, the Lord's never, he never, he never, no, he doesn't fall asleep, but he, he never has an off day. Come on. He doesn't. He, he's a self-existent one. I'm not holding him up. He's holding me. Right? Okay. Amen. Amen.